You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, welcome to our broadcast today. And uh, as we go into the Word of God, we're going to continue about our teaching on Jesus. Last week we looked at Jesus Christ, the Word. Today we're going to look at Jesus Christ, the Son. Okay, yes. So as we are celebrating the world over preparing for Christmas, it's important for you to really understand who Jesus is, to know him very well so that you can relate with him as you should. Okay, remember we said that um, part of eternal life is knowing God and Jesus Christ whom the Father has sent. So as part of uh, the, the, the way you access the life of God, that quality of life that you are supposed to live is linked to your knowledge of God the Father and uh, your knowledge of Jesus Christ. So talking about Jesus Christ, the enemy has done a lot of work to try to distort to try to distort the image of Jesus Christ. And he has done that. Why? Because he knows there is power in knowing Jesus. If, if you know him, you, there, there is power, just that revelation of Christ. Remember that Jesus uh, spoke to Peter when he said, um, in, in, in Matthew 16, where, when he was asking his disciples, who do men say that I am? And and they said, some say you are John the Baptist, some say you are Elijah, some say you are Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And then he says, who do you say that I am? And uh, Peter said, you are Christ, the son of the living God. And immediately he made that statement. Jesus turns to him and he says, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So you see, the knowledge, the revelation of Christ is vital in our lives. So you need to know him clearly. You can't afford to be confused about who Jesus is. Okay, yeah, that's going to be too costly. So you need to know him, know him as, as, as um, revealed in the scriptures. Know him, yes. So the enemy has done many things in the past, in history, to to try to uh, distort the, the, the image and the understanding of Jesus. And those of you who, who are in Bible school, if you remember, we've, we've taught, we taught on church history and we looked at some of the heresies. We looked at some of the heresies and those, the proponents of those heresies, those who originated some of those heresies that were being um, peddled throughout history and some of them are still around today some of them are still around today okay for instance there's there's a there's a, a popular heresy called the um is 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 called the ebionites okay the ebionites they denied the deity of christ they denied the deity of christ so they believe in jesus but that he is not god can you imagine that? So they just see him purely as human, purely as human. 
And uh, we hear that sometimes in some circles. People say, oh, well, yeah, Jesus was a great teacher. He was a perfect man. He was, he was, um, he was a righteous man. He was a righteous man and, and so on. He was a loving man. And all the good adjectives that I used to describe him and, but deny his divinity. They deny his divinity. And so John in John chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And this same word dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. You see, so this word, the word of God, Jesus, the word is the one that came as man. He came in the form of a man to, um, to, to reveal the love of the Father and also to, to redeem mankind. So it's important if you allow the enemy to rob you of the divinity of Christ in your understanding and um, in your heart, then you are going to lose the power, the power that Jesus brings. And then also the Gnostics. The Gnostics are the ones that deny the humanity of Christ. So there are those that deny the divinity of Christ. Okay, Satan pushed that teaching, those teachings, um, in the course of history, and then the Gnostics also, they are there, they, they accept the divinity of Christ, but then they deny the humanity of Christ. They deny the humanity of Christ, and because they deny the humanity of Christ, guess what? <laughs> they are wrong, they are in error, and John, as, as well, John the Apostle refuted that in First John, in First John, let me read First John chapter, chapter 1, in 1 John chapter 1, verse 1, he says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life, the life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested to us, that which we have seen and heard we declare to you, that you also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and Jesus, uh, with his Son, Jesus Christ. You see, so here John is confirming, he's confirming the humanity of Christ. All right, he's confirming the humanity of Christ. He says, we have fellowship with God the Father and with Jesus Christ, his Son. Now, Jesus was not always known as the Son, I must say, yes. He was known in eternity past as the Word. But it was with time that he later got to be known as the Son. Okay, yes, he got to be known as the Son. Then we have also another group, another group of heretics. They're called the Arians. The Arians... Um, these guys, they were also popular, and they recognized the pre-existence of Christ. They recognized his pre-existence, but they deny his divinity. They deny his divinity. So they agree that Jesus has been in existence before time began. But they see him as someone that was in existence, but he is not God. 
and there are some groups that have have um, there are some groups that 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 embrace this teaching all right and, and to to just mention one i'll say like the jehovah's witnesses they believe in the in the pre-existence of christ but they don't believe that he is divine they don't believe that so he's not god as far as they are concerned okay so these these heresies you you you, you need to be aware of them um, and and when you see them when you spot them and sometimes when you listen to some some teachers as they, they they're teaching you can see some traces of some of these heresies you can pick them some you know and when you see that just be careful okay yeah you don't want your knowledge of Jesus to be corrupted all right yes because when it is corrupted it's going to rob you of of it can rob you of your eternity yeah so then we have the Nestorians the Nestorians these are um, this teaching was made popular by one Nestor in history and the teaching what they believe is that there is they believe that um, uh, there are two two personalities in the body of Jesus so they believe in the divinity of, 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 of Christ and then his humanity and then two persons living in the same body and <laughs> that is not okay no that's 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 not right okay so the Bible does not teach us that then um, if, 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 if <laughs> imagine we have God inside inside the body and then man and so in in Jesus are two people two personalities no that's not okay <laughs> that is um, is is very very um, far from the truth okay and then he, there's another one the final group is uh, that I will mention there are several of them I'm just giving you five okay five of them Etukians um, the Etukians the what they believe is that they believe that the, the divinity that's the divinity of, of, of Christ and the humanity of Christ mixed together to form a third nature a third person and that's also erroneous it's, it's erroneous so um, and that, 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 that leads to a lot of spiritual error let me read a scripture in the book of 2nd Corinthians chapter 11 verse 4 okay it says for if he who comes preaches and not the Jesus whom we have not preached or if you receive a different spirit which you have not received or a different gospel which you have not accepted you may well put up with it so there is there is a gospel there is a gospel which is not the true gospel that introduces a Jesus that is not the true Christ and then releases another spirit which is not the spirit of Christ and so we find out that um, there are many Jesuses <laughs> okay so that are being um, propagated out there and you can tell by their fruit you can tell by looking into the scriptures to see what Jesus is this for instance I am very suspicious okay I'm very suspicious of a Jesus that does not require obedience 
I'm very suspicious of anyone that teaches a Jesus that does not require lordship. Okay? Because Lord, Lord means that He is, He is the the um the ultimate authority in, in, in our lives. And so being Lord, He has a right to to say to to, 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 to call the shots in our lives. And, but a Jesus that allows you to be the Lord of your life, <laughs> I am weary of that kind of Jesus. But I've heard that kind of Jesus being preached um, here and there, you know. And so as children of God, uh, in these last days, we must know the Jesus that we believe in. We need to be fully aware. Okay, yes, don't allow yourself to be to be um, deceived by embracing the wrong Jesus. And then it will lead to the wrong spirit and obviously it will take you to the wrong destination. You don't want to get there. All right. Yeah, the Jesus of the Bible, the Jesus of the Bible is clearly um, stated in the scriptures as, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? All right. So it doesn't matter who is saying it. If, it if, if, if this Jesus doesn't require obedience, I want you to be very suspicious. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, now, so the Jesus, the Son of God, how did he become a son? How did he become a son? Son of God, Son of Man, or whatever, however you want to see it. How did he become a son? want to look at look at uh, a few scriptures all right number one I want to say this is that I want to say that Jesus was not created all right like some of these heretics believe and they taught that Jesus was created all right like like an, an uh, like one of the angels was created there's another sect um, called the the Mormons, they believe that Jesus was created as well. And uh, we don't, we don't, the Bible doesn't teach that. So Jesus was never created. All right. Let's look at, let's look at um, a scripture in the book of Second, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I want to read from verse 45. From verse 45. It says, and so it is written, the first, the first man, Adam, became a living being. And the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Okay. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural. And afterward, the spiritual. Then 47 says, the first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. Now, oh, what is Paul saying here? Paul is giving us some insight here, some critical insight that into the 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 the, the sun in comparison to Adam, okay? So Adam, we know that Adam was the first son of God, right? Uh, according to, well, uh, so far as the earth is concerned. So far as the earth is concerned, that we know, 
all right? And uh, we can see that in the book of Luke, in Luke chapter 1. No, not chapter 1, sorry. In Luke chapter 4, uh, chapter 3, <laughs> I mean, yeah, in Luke chapter 3, we see a genealogy of Jesus is being given. It starts from verse 23, where he says, Now Jesus himself began his ministry at about 30 years of age, being, as was supposed, the son of Joseph, the son of Heli. And then he goes down, he's listing the son of this, son of that. And then at the end of that, I want you to notice something here in verse 38. And the son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. So from here we can trace, we can trace that Adam actually had the title of son of God. Okay, he, he, he was the son of God. God made him a son right from the beginning. All right, so, so we go back. So when we go back to the book of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, you see here that he says, um, verse 45, so it is written, the first Adam became a living being. Remember when God formed Adam in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7? Yes, and then God breathed into his, in, into his nostrils and he became a living being. So the first Adam became a living being. All right? And then the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. So what is it? The first Adam and then the last Adam. Who is the last Adam? The last Adam is Jesus. And obviously we know that there have been many people that came after Adam. We had, we had Cain, we had Abel, we had um, Seth, and so on. And we've had many men. So obviously when he says the last Adam, it's, it's, not, saying that, um, it's not saying that it's the last person. Okay, but what is it saying? What's the Bible talking about here? This is the last person that will represent the entire humanity. Okay, so the first Adam represented the human race. And then the last Adam, who is Jesus, is the one that represents another, another, um, another species of, of, of people. All right. If you remember 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 tells us, it says that, um, no, verse 17 says that um, we have been, we, we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. So the first Adam was a creation, okay? It was the first order, okay? And then the last Adam now is, 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 the one that begins another, um, an, 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 another line of creation, all right? The new creation, there's a new creation that God introduced on the earth through Jesus, who now became the last Adam. Now, but for Jesus to come to the earth, he needed, he needed to come as man. He needed to be man because God, remember that the first Adam, the first Adam was perfect when he was made, okay? He was made perfect and he was made mature, okay? Fully grown, fully mature. And, and um, 
So now for God to redeem man, God has to provide a human being that is also perfect. God has to provide a human being that is also perfect. That's why an angel could not have died for you and I. If an angel had died, it would have fallen short. So God had to come himself in the form of a man. All right? Okay. So I'm going somewhere with this. God had to, had to come down in the form of a man. And so um, the, 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 the last Adam. But again, if you read that verse, verse, verse 47, it says, The first man was of the earth. And then he now says, the second man. He's also referring to Jesus as the second man. And I know sometimes people have called Jesus the second Adam and all of that. I think it's a mistake. They're trying to call him the second man, not, not the second Adam. The Bible calls him the last Adam. So what it means is that being the last Adam, there's not going to be any other Adam. He's the last one. Okay, But being the second man is different. So, being the, the, the first man was made of dust, but the second man, all right, the second man is from heaven. That's Jesus came down to the earth as a man. He came from heaven as a man, all right? But he's the second man, but then he is not the only, he's not the last man. He's the second man that will come from heaven. And who are the rest that will come from heaven? You will see it um, shortly. But let me explain this. That, um, so for God to, um, for God to now, for God to, um, to come down, he could not just come down as God, 100%, God only, in order to die for man. All right? So God had to devise a plan. He came up with a strategy. And I want to read from Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Look at Hebrews chapter 10 here, verse 5. It says, Therefore, when he came into the world, I want you to notice, when he came, this is talking about Jesus, when he came into the world, right? So Jesus, uh, yeah, Jesus was never created. He was never created. He came into the world. All right. When he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice an offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. Can you see that? A body you have prepared for me. So for him to become a son, a body needed to be prepared for him. And that is where, that is where, uh, that takes us to Luke chapter 1. Let me read quickly from Luke chapter 1. We see here when the angel Gabriel visited uh, Mary. When he visited Mary, he, uh, he, he gave her the news. And um, yeah, let me read from verse 28. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at the same. And considered what manner of greeting this was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Right? 
You have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. And he shall be, his name shall, uh, you shall call his name Jesus. For he will be great and he will be called the son of the highest. This is when he became the son. Okay. This is when he became the son. Yeah. He'll become the son of the highest. Oh my God. I thank you, Father. I just feel like worshiping here now. Hallelujah. I give you glory. Worship you. Mighty God. And then the Lord shall give him the throne of his father David. For he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom of his kingdom there shall be no end. So you see here the, <clears throat> the angel comes to announce to Mary. Mary you have found favor. You've been chosen by God the father. You've been chosen by the Godhead. Okay, you have found favor, and so that you are going to conceive. You don't need the help of a man. You're going to conceive. Okay, so God prepared a body. The Father prepared a body for Jesus in the womb of Mary. He was not created. Remember, we are spirit, soul, and body. Okay, every single one of us. The spirit of Jesus was never created. All right, he was, his, his spirit was not created. His soul was not created. It's only his body that was created. So it's only his body that gave him the ability to represent us 100%. So Jesus, Jesus is 100% God and 100% man. Any other person that, any teaching that puts it otherwise is not right. It's not accurate. He's 100% God and 100% man at the same time. Now, our minds cannot fully comprehend and explain it. And, but that, that's God. That's God. Yeah. So, uh, she said, how can this be? Seems that I know not a man. Why? Because she's thinking natural. She knows, she's, she understands the biological process. But the, 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 the angel said to her, that the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also you, uh, that, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. That Holy One. So the Spirit will come upon you. He will overshadow you. Okay. It will overshadow you and then you will conceive. This is a miracle. It's a miracle. Yeah. So this was, this was how he became. He became the second man. Okay. He became the second man in the womb of Mary when uh, a body was created for him. It created for him just like in Genesis uh, chapter 2 verse 7 a body was created for Adam okay a body was created so here in Mary, it happened inside Mary's womb where a body was created <laughs> a body was created for him but he's been in existence from eternity past 
From eternity past, from billions and billions of years, he's been in existence. But now, this is, this is a time that the Father has chosen to make him a son, just like Adam was a son. Adam was a son that failed. Now, this is a son that is going to succeed. All right. This is the Adam was a son that displeased the Father, but this is a son that is going to please the Father. Yeah, so Jesus Christ, the Son, He became a Son, uh, and 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 so now, not only that, He now became the first among many brethren. So you and I are the other sons as well. Hallelujah! Turn with me to John chapter three. John chapter three. Remember when Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus? Yes. When he was speaking to Nicodemus, um, and he said to him, uh, unless, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then he says, uh, and Nicodemus says, how can, this, how, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. Born again. Don't marvel. So Jesus, this this. Through the born again experience, according to Second um, Corinthians chapter five verse seventeen, we now become a new creation in Christ. So we are now born from above. You know, we are born from above. God the Father gives birth to a new spirit in you and I when we give our lives to Jesus. And so Jesus was able to reconcile man back to God. 100% paid the full price for that. I'm telling you, we need to appreciate Jesus for the rest of our lives because what he has done for us, words cannot tell. Yes, there's a song we used to sing, what the Lord has done for me, I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. Yes, it's too much. Words are not enough. Yeah, he came down, humbled himself. Okay, so he was God in the flesh, but he was also man. Yeah, so he was a son, and that's how come he he was able to make um, to pay the full price. Remember, Adam, like I said, Adam was perfect. Okay, God made him perfect. He was mature. All right, fully grown man, and not just physically fully grown spiritually fully grown <laughs> fully grown spiritually but jesus had to grow he had to grow to uh, into sonship okay isaiah says unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given so even when he was born he could not be given at that time he needed to grow. He needed to go through a process. He needed to grow and develop. Okay? Now, his spirit, remember this. His spirit was perfect. Okay? When, 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 when he was conceived, 
It was conceived. It was God in the womb of Mary. And, and his soul was perfect. His mind was perfect. And so because Jesus had a perfect mind, perfect, um, uh, perfect spirit, his body, God made a body for him in the womb of Mary. A special body was prepared for him. And you know what? Yeah, Jesus did not have, he did not have the sinful nature that we have, that we inherited from Adam. No, he didn't have that. So he was perfect. He was spotless. Remember, he's the Lamb of God that, that is supposed to be spotless. So Jesus, I can imagine what he was. He was handsome. His skin was perfect. Everything about him was perfect. Because he had to be without blemish in order to qualify as a, as, as, as a sacrifice for humanity. So God prepared a body for him. He was handsome. He was good. He was well built. He was, everything was perfect about him, about this body. Hallelujah. But Satan did not know. He did not know God's plan. He did not understand the mystery of godliness. He did not understand the mystery of godliness. He understood the mystery of iniquity, <laughs> which was operating in him. But he did not understand the mystery of godliness. God coming into the, into the earth in the form of a man and walking the dusty roads of Jerusalem and, and, and Capernaum and Nazareth and, and all over the place, preaching and so on. Satan did not see. He did not see. And I want you to know this, that Satan does not know God's plan for your life. It's only what he hears that he knows. But he doesn't just know. He can't just know your future. He doesn't know it. He doesn't, he doesn't have access to the mind of God. So he only knows what he hears being communicated. All right, so uh, I want you to know that he is coming against you in many ways, but it's, it's, it's not because he knows, but it's because he suspects. It's because maybe, he, maybe God told you something and you're talking about it and then he heard, oh, okay, okay. It's like when God spoke and says the seed of the woman is going to bruise uh, you, is, is going to bruise your head. You will bruise his heel, but he's going to bruise your head. And he heard that, but he didn't, he didn't fully understand it. He didn't understand that biologically the woman doesn't have the seed. The seed is from the man. So when the God said the seed of the woman, God was referring to the, to the virgin birth. He was referring to the virgin birth. He was referring to this time that there's going to be the immaculate conception. Yes, where the Spirit of God is going to come upon Mary, overshadow her, overshadow her, and then um, uh, form a body for the Son of God. Hallelujah. For the Son of God. So um, he saw... He saw Jesus, but he didn't know what was going on. And remember, Satan had been used to killing prophets. He had been used to killing prophets from the Old Testament. From the Old Testament, he's been used to killing prophets. So he sees Jesus just as another prophet, right? He didn't see his divinity. He didn't see, he didn't see God's strategy. 
Because the Bible says, had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If they knew that this, this was going to be their Waterloo, they would not. They would have just left Jesus, go keep preaching, preach, keep getting people saved, keep getting people healed, keep getting them delivered, but we are not going to kill you. They would have just left him to do all of that, but they didn't know. They didn't know, and so they plotted against him, you know. But I want you to know something, Leah. Let me let me read um, uh, chapter chapter two of Luke. Yes, talking about Jesus. You remember, you remember when um, when he was with the teachers, with, when he was away, <laughs> he he he. Um, uh, when he was with the scholars for three days, his, they were looking for him. They didn't find him. And when they found him, uh, the, the mother was very upset. And she's, why? why? We've been looking for you, son. How, how, why? Why were you? Where, where, why, where have you been? And, and, and Jesus said in verse 49, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Didn't you know that I must be about my father's business? So from the age of 12, Jesus already knew. He already knew he, who he was. He already knew that God was his father. Joseph was his foster father. <laughs> yeah. But Jesus already knew. And he was already engaging, engaging the, the, the scholars of the day intensely in the word of God. But they did not, verse 50, it says, they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. And then verse 51, he went down with them and, and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept these things in her heart. So the parents didn't fully understand what Jesus said. Don't you know I must be about my father's business? Hmm? Why do you look for me? I'm in the temple. We're engaging the word of God and so on. So this is what I came for. But they didn't understand. And even though they didn't understand, the Bible says Mary kept it in her heart. She just pondered over it. She kept it there. And she continued to ponder over it. And then the Bible now says in verse 52, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature. So the fact that he was perfect, does not, does not mean that he had perfect knowledge, okay? So, remember that for him to, to, to come, there's, there's what in, in theology that's known as the kenosis of Christ. And that is described in Philippians chapter 2, where Jesus emptied himself, okay, of, of the, uh, the omnis, okay, the omnipotence. Because remember, he's God in the flesh. He had to, he had to down, downgrade. He had to downgrade himself. Okay? So he had to put, put, put the glory that he had from the beginning aside. He had to put that aside. Otherwise, he would not be able to die. He would not, he would not be able to pay the full price as man. He had to be like Adam was. Okay, in order to qualify to redeem us, so he put away his omnipotence. Okay, omnipotence as God, he's all powerful. He had to put away that power, then he had to put away his omniscience that's all knowledge, all knowing. He had to put that aside. Okay, and then he had to put away his omnipresence. 
Okay? Being everywhere at the same time. He had to put that aside. He had to put that aside. And that's why when you go read John chapter 14, he talks about um, um, the, the, the glory that he had. Father, glorify me with the glory that I had with you from the beginning. Yes? So, um, now here we see that he is growing. He's growing. Jesus increased in wisdom. So he had to now, although he's perfect as a child, but he had to grow in knowledge. He had to grow in understanding. Then he had to learn obedience. He had to learn to be subject to his parents. He had to learn to relate with people correctly, perfectly. He had to be tested in every, in every area. He had to be perfect in his relationships. He had to be perfect in his, in his devotions. He had to be perfect in every area. So all the years he was growing, growing, growing. Adam was made mature adult, but Jesus had to grow Okay? He had to grow into maturity. He started as a child, but then he grew up into sonship. And he became a son. A son is fully mature. The father only deals with sons. He doesn't deal with babes. You know, He doesn't deal with babes. So Jesus had to get to that point. Then the father could now say, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So if we want to operate in power and glory like Jesus, we have to grow. We have to grow, grow in stature. We have to grow in wisdom. We have to grow and into sonship. Hallelujah. So remember John um, John chapter 1, I think it's verse 20, where it says, as many, verse, is it 20 or 12, where it says, as many as receive him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. Yes, become the sons of God. So you have been given that right. Jesus has paid that price for you to become a full-fledged son, just like Adam was before he fell. So each and every one of us, because Jesus was the son, Jesus being the son of God has paid the full price for us. Now we can become sons just like him. And so he has brought many brethren into the kingdom. And uh, it's, it's, it's sad that many Christians don't even aspire to grow spiritually. It's, 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 it's sad when, you know, it's sad because, why? Because it, it, you, you, you limit what God can do through you. So when you grow, when you develop, when you allow yourself, um, you allow God to take you through the process. And it takes, it takes a lot for you to mature. It takes a lot for you to get into sonship. Because in sonship, you will be rebuked sometimes. You will be chastised sometimes. In sonship, you will be allowed to go through certain um, trials. You'll, go, you'll be allowed, you know, sometimes for the enemy to, to, to tempt you. You will be allowed to go through all of those things. And then you're supposed to come out. Come out victorious. Hallelujah. Yes, and then you get to that point that God will say, now, yes, this is the time. Um, we, I, 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 and God will now pronounce over your life. 
just like he said concerning Abraham. Now I know that you fear God and you, you, you will not withhold your son, your only son and all of that. He had gone through a process where God had now tested him and God pronounced before the universe. And God is going to pronounce over your life if you will go through the process. Stop looking for shortcuts okay follow God if he wants to take you through any process follow him because it's for you to become a son hallelujah for you to become mature like Jesus <laughs> thank you Lord thank you Lord yes so our time is up we, um, I just I just want to say this that listen God is at work in you and God's ultimate dream ultimate dream for you is to become fully conformed to the image of his son okay to be conformed to the image of his son and every single one of us that is God's plan that's God's desire for us so God will allow you to go through whatever is necessary for you to become a son yes to mature in him let me read a scripture in the book of Ephesians in closing uh, Ephesians chapter 4 alright yes in chapter 4 verse 11 it says and he gave some to be apostles some prophets some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ okay this is the purpose for which the faithful ministry are given for the equipping of the saints, right? So that the saints can do the work of ministry. Every single one of us is called to ministry. All right. So, yes. And then look at what he look at what he says in verse 13. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Can you see? So till we come to the unity of the faith, we have to come to the unity of the faith. All right, he wants us to come to that place. So we are here to teach and to teach and to teach and to help you, to coach you, to prepare you, so that you 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 come to the place of unity of the faith, and and then to the knowledge of the Son of God. Notice that the knowledge of the Son of God, and I want you to know that knowledge here is not just a mental thing; it's an experiential thing. So to bring us to the place where we will know him as the son, know the son of God. And that's why you need to be careful the image of Jesus that you carry. If you carry the wrong image, it will affect your ability to, be, to come into this, this place of uh, a full knowledge of God, of the son of God. And then it says to a perfect man. And to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So God is working. Everything in your life, everything that is going on is working to bring you to that place. It's working to bring you to that place of the knowledge of the Son of God. And to the fullness of to the fullness of the stature of Christ. So by time you look, by time the world looks at you, they see Jesus. So all of us we become, can you imagine if all of us start operating exactly like Jesus, the Son of God? And this is what the creation has been groaning and waiting for. 
This is what the creation has been waiting for, for the manifestation of the sons of God. And this does not come overnight. It goes, you have to go through a process. There is a making process. There is a molding process. There is a trying process. There is so much involved. But hey, just stay. Stick to, stick to the course. Stick to the Lord. Continue. Even when you don't understand, just keep going. Just keep going and you will eventually get there. Our time is up. Thank you, Father. I pray. I pray for a revelation of the Son of God. Lord God, I pray, O oh Father, that my brother, my sister watching this will come to the place of, the, of, the, um, of full maturity, O oh God. Full maturity in the Spirit and in Christ. In the name of Jesus, bring us to that place where we can manifest your glory, where we can manifest your power, where we can manifest the character and the nature of God that we have received through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise and I give you glory in Jesus' name. Now, if you want to receive Jesus into your heart, just repeat this after me as, as we pray. Say this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that he is Lord. And I confess with my mouth. I receive him. Come into my heart, Jesus. Make me a new person. Wash away my sin. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now let me pray for you. Father, I pray. I pray for my brother, my sister. I pray, oh God, that you will do a work in their hearts right now. The work of recreation. Lord God, let your kingdom come upon them. Let the new creation, reality of the new creation, dawn upon them. Give them the joy of salvation. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Yes. Now before we go, I want to pray for those or given your offering, maybe you've given or you're about to give or you want to give, I pray that God will just move in your finances, in your life. And right now, Father, I pray for your people as they give towards your work. Lord, it has been a rough year for almost everyone. Lord God, and I just pray, Father, that you would move in the area of finances for your people in the name of Jesus, let doors open, let opportunities come, let there be increase, let there be promotion. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke the enemy, oh God, even over their finances. In the name of Jesus, thank you for financial wisdom. Thank you for ideas, wealth creating ideas. Let them flow freely for your people. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you real good. Thank you for joining us. If you have not shared yet, start sharing right now. Share this message. Share with your friends. Share with them. Share and share and share. And let someone be blessed through the word of God. See you same time next week, same place. Bless you. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.